Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Daily Thread. Sorry that we missed a day yesterday. I was a little under the weather. Still am. Yeah. Still am under the weather. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, maybe you should get a note from your mother for being absent yesterday. Yeah, you want to ask Ima for that? Did you read about that teacher that you guys used to have in Dachai Torah? Did you see that? No. Remember Mr. Remember Mr. Shiko? Oh, yeah, I saw he passed away. He passed away yesterday. That's so uh, sad. And uh, I, I saw a note from Yeshiva Torah in Farakaway. He taught there 33 years. Yeah. He what, was, did, what did he teach? What did he teach? You know what? When I was there, he wasn't really teaching any specific subject as much as he was. Well, maybe he was, maybe just, he was teaching, but maybe you weren't in class that much. No, he wasn't really a teacher when I was there. No? He was like yeah, a hall monitor, but he was great. Hall monitor? Yeah, he used to like make say, everyone go into class. I wouldn't say a hall monitor. I would say more like he... He was like the utility player, you know. He couldn't. Oh, he substituted for teachers that were absent and stuff sub, like that. He substituted for all teachers. He he had a good rapport with all the students. He would make sure they're in class. So yeah, he, he he was great. But you know what? He must have been old. I know they say that he passed away suddenly, but he must have been up there in age. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what's up there to you and what's up there to a lot of other people is completely two different things. I mean, um, okay. He, he taught there. He taught there thirty three years. So he didn't start teaching when he was ten. You know, uh, so he must have been in his uh, in his sixties. I'm gonna guess in his sixties. You know? wow. Yeah, maybe. Listen, uh, you know, life is a life is a dangerous experience. You know, you know what's interesting? Uh, uh, you know, given uh, just just because. You know, by the way, just for those who miss our intro, our intro little four-second music, uh, we'll just we'll pan to that. Welcome to the Daily Threat, everybody. Yeah, you should really, and also, by the way, you should say that you're Naki Gordon, uh, the uh, the founder and uh, host of Meaningful People and the creator of Meaningful Minute. And I'm Larry Gordon, and uh, me and your mother. Uh, gave birth to you uh, 28 years ago. <laughs> Wait, so if someone's listening now at episode 83, they, I, I think they, they don't know who we are. No, they don't they know have, who we are. I think they have a Why don't you assume? Well, uh, why don't you assume that somebody's tuning in for the first time today? Could you have be. a growing audience all over the world. They have no idea who this uh, who this guy is, me, yeah. and the red, the redhead sitting there in a comfortable uh, chair, a, lot, a new chair. A lot more it, comfortable uh, than your chair, to be honest. Well, you know, abs- these two chairs, the one I'm sitting on, the one you're sitting on, happened to be owned by you. So uh, maybe you could explain um, how I get one of those chairs. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't <laughs> I get one of those chairs. Maybe I don't want you to get can too I, comfortable. <laughs> can I get? Can you get me like one that rocks, like a rocking chair? No, I, 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 I think I would. I think that would be problematic. You know, it's an interesting topic. You know, g- given the fact that I'm on the weather, and so is like literally half the world. Everyone is walking around with the sniffles. What? I had a call. I had a call this week. I had a call when you were growing. When, when you were week. growing up, what would have to happen in order for you to get off from school? Um, I had to have a sore throat. That was that's number one. It? You had to have a sore throat. That's yeah. it. Or or an earache. Oh my goodness, that's that's very very elementary. Maybe that's why you were a lot more makele with me when it came to going to school. I feel like I if I didn't have a hundred and seven fever, you were, I was gonna be going to school. I don't know. Uh, I seem to be uh, seem to me that uh, you were home uh, uh, a lot uh, uh, during the, your school years. Yeah, well, you guys were you like know? in Florida or in Israel, so when you did that, I would stay home. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that was uh huh. So I see you were a very motivated student. I, I guess. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are discussing current events. Uh, 
Yes, here we are talking to the world and pontificating and uh, pontificating. giving our ideas of, of world events. Uh, listen, considering who the world leaders are today, at least here in America, I think we're in a pretty good uh, uh, position in terms of uh, uh, our being able to, uh, you know, elucidate and, and pontificate on the issues uh, impacting on the world today. You, anyway. You really like that word pontificate, don't you? I happen to happen to be applicable uh, in, the, in the context of what we were just talking about. It's I not a question you. of liking or disliking a word. Words fall into places to express a certain meaning, and uh, that won't fit in, the, in in that spot. That, that's all. I hear you loud and clear. Since uh, I'll tell you something that I've been working on for the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, of interest of interest to your worldwide audience, and really it impacts on everybody and it's not in today's five towns jewish times which came out this morning at 4 a.m <laughs> any way to plug well listen what else you want me to talk about he talks about meaningful people or meaningful <laughs> this and meaningful that all day long so i talk about the five tjt so what why don't we talk about the daily uh, thread how about that all right so this is the, we are we are the daily thread we are the daily thread Anyway, so uh, I got a, I got a text message from somebody uh, Monday. Um, you know, my she says my daughter just had a baby, and they want to come back to New York for Mary Yisrael for Pesach, and uh, the uh, U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem is not uh, letting them in uh, for to get something called an emergency passport. Yeah, I saw videos. An emergency passport. I saw videos. So that, I saw videos on on Danielle Renoff. Uh, on her Instagram the other day, Peace, Love, and Carrots. She has a big following, and she was by the embassy, and what mm -hmm. you saw was droves of people, some mothers who had just given birth last week, to go there and get that appointment, and they were pretty much told that there are too many Americans here at the U.S. Embassy, and they're not issuing any emergency passports. I do know, however, that Chaim uh, V'chesed and Amudim are working together, as well as the Aguda visited uh, Senator Schumer the other day, and he said he's working on it. So I'm pretty confident that hopefully things will come together and, and emergency passports will be will be given out. But it's definitely an interesting uh, interesting situation that's happening over there. Okay, so let me let me fill you in on a couple of things. My phone's ringing? Okay. It's off. Okay. Um, let me fill you in. Let me fill you in on a couple of things. I spoke to your your cousin, your first cousin, and my nephew, uh, Michi Nudel from uh, Chicago. Shout out, Michi. Was, uh, with the Michi the was with the Aguda. Michi the mogul. He, he was he was with the Aguda in Washington D.C. yesterday, and he he heard Senator Schumer speak, and Schumer said that he is uh, uh, all over it, and of course the uh, Aguda is uh, representing the interests of their uh, of Jewry and yeah. specifically their their constituency, which is the right. Of course, a proper uh, thing to do. I called the U.S. Embassy in uh, in Tel Aviv uh, yesterday, and I spoke to a, a, a gentleman who answered the phone named Peter, who's in the uh, in the press office. And he said he'd have somebody get back to me uh, to explain from the uh, from public affairs who could explain to me why there was a change in policy. Uh, this policy just changed, I guess, in the last week or two. It changed about issuing emergency passports. It changed so when people right started away, showing up. No, right away everybody gets their back up, and they think that the Jews are being singled out and discriminated against, and there's some kind of a score to settle. And I gotta tell you, the people that called me about this felt the same way, and I felt the same way too. Uh, you know, they know that people, there are hundreds and hundreds of families with young children 
that are living in Israel, maybe for their first, second, or third year uh, of marriage, they're having uh, babies, and they may have had a baby, I don't know, a week ago, or uh, two months ago, or three months ago, and that child doesn't have a passport because they haven't had a passport yet. So the new policy, according to this gentleman at the U.S. Embassy in Tel Aviv, was that they're issuing passports only to documented Americans. You hear the you hear the lashon? Yeah. You hear the lashon? You hear the language? Well, a newborn As, a newborn can't be a documented American. They were just born. Well, someone else yesterday explained to me what a documented American. I thought a documented American means that you have to have a birth certificate from the United States. Okay. You know, but if you if you're born in Israel, uh, then you, theoretically you can't get a uh, a uh, you're an American citizen by virtue of the fact that your parents, at least one parent is American, makes you an American makes you an American citizen. Okay. Um, I was thinking to I didn't want I wanted to have a professional level headed conversation with the guy, but I was thinking the whole time that if they were just flying to Mexico City, they could walk across the border uh, into Texas uh, without a problem. You always have they you could, always uh, have the good ideas. No, I didn't. I, I'm expressing that to you privately in our conversation here. This is not so private. You know, this, is between, this is between me and you. Um, so um, apparently, a documented. Um, uh, an American citizen, a documented American citizen, uh, means that you were born in the United States of America. Okay, so uh, being an American citizen by virtue of the fact that your parents are U.S. citizens is another level of citizenship. But for this, for the change in policy at the embassy, because they were so overwhelmed, they're overwhelmed with requests for emergency passports. Um, anyway, um, to make a, a long story uh, short. No one from public affairs from the embassy called me back yet, but that was just uh, yesterday morning when I spoke to the uh, gentleman at the U.S. Embassy in Tel Aviv. Anyway, in the interim, I spoke to your uh, my nephew, Michi, your cousin. Uh, he filled me in on yesterday's meeting uh, of the Agudas Yisrael uh, of America in Washington and the meeting with Senator Schumer and, and others. And uh, and also, uh, I also spoke to Tzvi Glock from Amudim uh, last night. And uh, he explained to me that uh, he, you know, he's a level-headed guy. He gets a lot done because of his level-headedness. Okay, he keeps a cool. De- he keeps a cool demeanor. You know, doesn't make any facetious suggestions like like you, you or me might make. Like like you or but, me or you. Yeah, but. Nachi, we're we're in the entertainment business. Okay, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not negotiating with the U.S. Embassy. Okay, you know, we're not negotiating with the U.S. Embassy. So, um, so he explained to me something very interesting. You know, you have to you have to maintain your cool, and you have to uh, understand the flip side of every issue. So it's not because they're targeting yeshiva guys and girls with little babies uh, in uh, in Israel. He said to me, he 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 made a deal with the U.S. Embassy. Give him a list in the next few days. Uh, by the end of this week, he has to give them a list of people that need emergency passports and need it in order to get a passport to get a child that was born, let's say, in the last few months uh, back to the United States. And he told me uh, this morning, he told me he already has a list of 100, 100 names of people. And I passed on the information to some people that called me yesterday. If your kid is in Israel and thinks they're not going to get back to the United States because they don't have a passport for their baby, Call or write uh, or email <coughs> Amudim and put your kid on the list and in an orderly uh, and proper way, you'll get an appointment uh, uh, for an emergency passport. The problem, the problem here is why they had to change the policy was 
that the embassy, two things are happening in Israel. Number one, according to Tzvi, according to his explanation, and I'll just, I'll just retell it to the best of my understanding. If I'm uh, making a mistake, I'm sure he'll hear about it and correct me. He said that, number one, people are, um, emergency is an emergency, you know? If you have a child a year ago or a year and a half ago, you have the ability to go to a passport office or to the embassy in Israel and make an application like a regular, conventional, uh, uh, normal situation like you do here in America. Right. It could take you six weeks. It could take six weeks to get your passport back. Now, if, if you had a baby last week and you want to fly back, okay, that constitutes an emergency. But if you had a child a year and a half ago and now you decided you want to go back to America for Pesach and you call it an emergency, they're inundated with requests. And beside that, he said the system is being abused. Uh, he didn't word. He didn't use the word abuse. Uh, I'm saying it. I'm saying that people so, are coming there uh, for, for emergency in, passports. In, in in English, what you're saying is is we're we're Jews and we like you know maybe waiting till last second. So what's happening is is people generally could go ahead and issue a go to the regular passport office and get a passport in six weeks, no problem. But what everyone <coughs> is doing, or what many people are doing, is just going and doing the emergency way, which is flooding that office and it's making that right. making it difficult for them to work right that's that uh, and and more than that uh, people are applying for emergency passports ostensibly to return to the united states for the holidays but they're not using them they're going on vacation they're going to dubai they're going to cyprus they're going on vacation well, what difference does it make is that like why is that what well, if someone's going to spend the holiday in 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 Dubai with their family, or they're going to go spend holiday with them in the United States? What difference does it make? Um, I don't know. Um, you have to ask uh, uh, Tzvi. I imagine that if you're coming there and staying, and you need a passport issued by the U.S. Embassy because you want to return to the United States, but you're really not going to the United States, then you're misrepresenting the reason that you're there under an emergency situation. And then he said, there are people making appointments and not keeping them and selling them to other people that don't have appointments because there's a waiting list to get appointments. So it's becoming a business. I don't know how much they charge, but you could go to the U.S. Embassy. Now is March, what, 16th? Uh, what's today, March 16th? Yeah. yeah right. You can go to, you, you could go to the embassy February 1st, get an appointment for March 20th. And then you you meet a guy in, in your school or yeshiva or in the supermarket, in the uh, uh, and and he says, "Oh, bye, I need an emergency. I don't have an appointment for an emergency passport for my baby." Uh, I said, "Well, well, for five hundred dollars, I'll give you my appointment." So it it gets turned into a business too. That's and yeah. Well, you okay. know, whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna partake in any of the anti-Semitic tropes that we call out on this program. But it's just like no, don't don't go there. Don't go there. It's don't, like don't go there on this. It's like a little bit of our nature, though, that we kind of wait till last second and the the selling the appointments. That's like, I don't know. That's that's terrible. That's not a good thing to do. It's like uh, that, that, it's like getting a it's like getting a vaccine card that you got the vaccine because you wanted to travel. Yeah, and you weren't you weren't allowed to travel internationally without the vaccine. So I don't know anyone who did that but you you could probably buy i heard people i heard on the news people buy a vaccine card well you know? i i think this is even i'll tell you why i think this is even worse than that i think covid why? was i think covid was a crazy crazy time and people were a little bit panicking so you know people did things uh sort of like everyone was fending for themselves in a way 
Uh, people mm-hmm. didn't people didn't know what's in the vaccine. They didn't want to take it. Yada yada. And uh, whether they were right or wrong, that's just the current situation. It was very, very, it was a pandemic. I think now with this, it's like, come on, like, why? Like, why are you, why are you doing that? Why are you make, why are you not allowing the Israeli officials and the government and the passport office to actually trust you to do what you're supposed to be doing? Uh, you're just making it difficult. You know, what the teacher says in third grade, you're just make, you're just, you're just ruining it for the whole class. You know, so yeah, exactly. So uh, one of the things to be said is that uh, the U.S. Embassy had to put on extra staff. They're inundated with requests. They're busier with this than with anything else. An embassy in a country, yeah, has a lot of things to do in the course of a day or a week, other than just meeting with people to to issue passports. Don't forget, they're coming under the rubric and under the request and heading of an emergency. And if it's not an emergency, then it's not an emergency. I hear you. That's well, all. Another that's story that we did not get to talk about the other day because we didn't record. But in the the two stories, two very important stories, I'll start with one that is closer to home for the Jewish people. And that is from the World Baseball Classics, the World Baseball Classic, Jacob Steinmetz, Five Towns resident, struck out Manny, Manny Machado uh, and and he he pitched an inning and a half in the World Baseball Classic for Israel, and he struck out an All Star in the MLB. He's 19 years old. He's one of the youngest people to ever start a game in the in the, in the World Baseball Classic. And out there on the field, we'll show a video. Here him here is here is Jacob Simon striking out uh, Manny Maca- Manny Machado. Here down 0-2, and he strikes out swinging real tight, well thrown slider. That's a good slider. Right- and. He was pitching against Dominican Republic. They're not just an MLB squad. They are an all-star team, practically. A lot of amazing players come from Dominican Republic. And he let up, you know, one run. He struck out three players. He walked two. So it wasn't a, a perfect outing by him. But, uh, you know, Jacob Steinmetz definitely opened some eyes. And uh, he represented well out there. Is he still in the, with the Arizona Diamondbacks organization? He is in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. Um, I saw that in the Israel in the Arizona Complex League, he didn't really have so much success. I think his record was like zero and seven or something with a seven point something ERA. But mm-hmm. he uh, he made his people proud um, the other day versus Dominican Republic. A very a very exciting moment and a very very exciting moment for him, his family, and for his friends. You know, seeing him strike out a a, a big time uh, MLB player, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty special. Well, you should know. His parents live here in the Five Towns. Yes. You should know that. His father, Elliot, is the coach of the Yeshiva University Maccabees. The Yeshiva University, uh, yeah. Basket- the Yeshiva University Maccabees, the, the basketball team that won uh, 50 games in a row last year. Um, and um, so it's a sports-oriented um, uh, uh, type of uh, type of family. And uh, like you said, maybe he caught some attention. Maybe he could still uh, latch on somewhere with some team somehow. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the Mets maybe the Mets could pick him up. If not the Mets, maybe the Jets can use him to be a backup for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know if you know about this, but the other story that happened at the World Baseball Classic was Puerto Rico played a game yeah. the other day and they won a they won a nice big game, but in the most Mets fashion, you know, right. a player for Puerto Rico. I don't know if you know about this, but Edwin Diaz played yeah, for Puerto Rico, and Edwin Whoa. Edwin Diaz was celebrating with the team after they won. And he right. went down with a bad knee injury, and he had to be so, carried off yeah. the field. 
And this is well, a player. What's, what's his status? I don't know. What's right, his status now? Right now, he's getting imaging from the team. The the all, all we know information is, on that is on Edwin Diaz. Yeah, uh-huh. um, taking imaging today, and he's probably out for the whole season. Really, a whole what? Whole season? Season? Yeah, he's out for the whole season. Yeah, probably. Why? Why, why are you saying that? He couldn't walk off the field. What? He couldn't walk off the field. Yeah, it could have been a bad strain. No, know? they they were pretty. Um, I think something he, he, he cracked something. his kneecap or something. He probably tore his ACL. Yeah. That's terrible. The odd thing is, I know it's terrible for the Mets. He had such a great season last year. He also, I mean, well, like we just paid him. <laughs> how much should we pay him? Ask this. How much should we? How much of the Mets just pay him? His contract. He wasn't paid yet. His contract is one hundred and two million dollars, I believe, for five seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Now listen, if he has to miss this year, he'll be back next year. You know how it works in, I know. in sports. Inju- in- injuries is part of the game. I know, but you hope anyway, at least that your athlete will get injured playing the game for you and not for. Puerto Rico. Come on. You know, plenty of times uh, players got injured in motorcycle accidents, uh, uh, falling off a, a roof while he was trying to, you know, they have a they have a responsibility to be extra careful. But that was uh, yesterday. The little clip that I saw uh, this morning was really a, uh, a freak accident, um, I would say. Anyway, so let's talk about two things before we leave, okay? Um, I don't know. I don't have a timer here, so I don't know where you're up to. But it doesn't really matter, does it? 23 um, minutes. Okay, so first of all, I um, this week in the Five Towns Jewish Times, we have a very, uh, I think I maybe I mentioned to you once before. Did you see the picture here? Did you see it? Pesach cake, I see. It's your cake. Yeah, it's cookies. It's called the history of cake. It's, a, it's about uh, charting the history of Pesach uh, over the last, uh, you know, five, six decades uh, through uh, the evolution uh, of, of Pesach uh, patri- pastries, and I, I recount how, you know, long before you guys were born, um, all you had on Pesach, if you were lucky, was some sponge cake and, and marble cake, yeah. and that's that's all they, uh, and then, then over the years, they threw, by tweaking uh, potato starch uh, and turning it into all kinds of different types of recipes they developed the seven layer cake and chuckerboard cake and jelly roll it was better rainbow cookies it was better with just a sponge cake and marble cake it was better Why? Like, it was better oh, like oh, that oh. you you have you know your your mother has that kind of taste for a plain cake no you know, just, just the, doesn't the, like she doesn't like the doesn't like the sugary stuff it has to be you know sponge or more <laughs> Sponge or marble. I'm just or, saying the Pesach cake, the Pesach cake stuff got out of hand. Let's be uh, real. Most it, of no, it isn't good. Most of it isn't good. It just looks no. good. First of all, I think the rainbow cookies uh, are addictive on Pesach. <laughs> Number oh, one, no. I, I, uh, the black and whites are pretty good. Um, the jelly cookies are really great. They, they melt in your mouth. Of course, I'm not eating anything now because I'm on a diet. I don't know if you could tell. But uh, at least until Pesach. Uh, but you've been on a di- any- you've been on a diet since I knew you. Okay, that's why I'm not uh, 250 pounds. You know, I, so, I mean, when are, when are you going to not be on a diet? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm on a, I'm on a I'm on a real diet now. I don't want to go into the details. Uh, but um, it's uh, you are, know are the got details a few pounds. Are, are the details not for the faint of heart? No, it's, it's very simple. Uh, it's I, the objective is to knock off. You know, five to eight pounds over the next three weeks before Pesach. I started about a week ago. Uh, I'm already down four pounds. And, really? Uh, 
Naki, can we get a round of applause? Oh, and uh, and uh, and um, you know, you know, he doesn't. He used to have the applause. I think he sent it back. Yeah, I, could, he I used to have a. <laughs> he used to have a canned applause, but I think he sent it back to Amazon. I think he got his money back. He he didn't he, he didn't like it. Anyway, the one of the interesting observations that I think is an interesting observation is that uh, you know one of the popular uh, Pesach treats that you really don't see all year round is what they used to call lady fingers. Yes, you know what? Okay, but they don't call lady fingers anymore. They, you know what they call it now? Baby fingers. Now it's called baby fingers. So somebody woke up about, I don't know, five years ago, said, how could you have a product on the shelf that has the word lady in it? Lady oh, fingers? Well, why was it called lady fingers? I don't know. Right? I guess it was, so there was never a really guess, good reason for I it guess, to be called lady I fingers. Guess, no, uh, I, I think that somebody in the bakery where they, where they uh, cook these things yeah. uh, thought that it was constructed in the shape of a, a, a woman's hand. That's ah, but that's oh, a, a woman's finger. So it looked like a lady fingers. It's a, it, it was a nice, catchy name for a product. People enjoyed it. It, it, it melts in your mouth. It's uh, a very tasty type of uh, I don't know cracker. It tastes like sawdust. Some, it tastes like sawdust. Oh, you see, you, you're you're a sponge cake fan, and and you're and you're and you're and you're uh, talking down about uh, lady fingers. Can I have some input here? Yes. What? Can I have some input here? I don't hear you. What'd you say? Can I have some input here? Input. You know what input is? Sure, go ahead. Okay. What do you want to say? Rainbow cake on Pesach yeah. is the greatest thing ever invented. Okay, no. there. That's, that's, there's no. a man after my own heart. Okay. No. I eat a whole box of that. No, he doesn't like that. I'll tell you he why. I don't know. I it, ha it, has, it has color in it. No, I don't like the jelly. There's jelly in between the layers. I don't like that. I don't like jelly. That's what, that, that's what, oh, you don't like jelly. That's what makes it so good. No, that's I what I makes don't. it so good. You I, I, I can't do the jelly. I can't do the jelly. Well, well, it so happens that's your personal preference. The rest of the world is uh, really? wild about pesos. Really, cakes. I, I want to put I, this to a vote. Okay, I want to put toe to toe seven layer cake versus the rainbow cake any day. Seven layer cake all day versus rainbow. You think you I'm know, wrong? You know, yeah, Nachi. You, you know what an exciting time of year this is for people on a gluten free diet <laughs> because Everyone all else, these yeah. cakes are all gluten free and they they stack up for the year. With uh, with black and whites and uh, and the rainbow cakes and the seven layer cake and the uh, you know it's a little difference in the cakes than that all year round. It's a little less I don't know what to say a little less rich in, in a way, and it has a, and it has a unique Pesach taste to it. But you get used to it uh, very uh, very quickly. I'm sure I'm, uh, I'm sure we're gonna good. I'm sure we're gonna speak a lot more about Pesach food as we get closer. But I think the best. The best food on Pesach, and like, don't at me here. I think a filter fish on Pesach is just great. I don't know what's the difference between that and uh, and the rest of the year. It has uh, it's made with uh, what's it made with? Potato starch. I don't know what they make. No, it with. I don't know it's, if it's, it's different it's at all. Missing, it's missing a certain ingredient. I think I don't know if it's made with. First of all, there's not too much fish in the filter fish, generally speaking. Okay, it's mostly fillers. There's a, a, a very tiny amount of fish in gefilte fish, so it's probably even being misnamed. But the combination of the gefilte fish and matzah, and maybe some mayonnaise—that's like killer. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So at least you have you have something to, uh, to 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 look forward to. But another issue that I brought up in this column called the history of cake is the fact that. Um, 
I used to be uh, in the hotels that we went to when you were kids. Yeah. Um, uh, if you remember, I don't know what year was it. You were born what year? Ninety five. Yeah. So before you were born in the eighties, we used to go to a hotel where uh, there was in the same menu in the same hotel there was dishes that were gabrucks and dishes that were gabrucks. And if there was an asterisk next to a dish, then it, that meant that it was gabrucks. So you didn't order that if you didn't eat gabrucks on Yantif. Now you can't have a hotel in the same zip code. Uh, as a hotel that serves Gabrux. You can't have a non-Gabrux hotel in the same zip code or the same state, uh, preferably, uh, than a, a hotel that, that, that serves Gabrux. I don't, some, I don't think that's something that we should pick a fight with. I feel... No one's let, fighting. I'm, let's making, just, I'm making an observation. Let's no just be happy. Anybody. Let's just be happy. If you go to a Pesach hotel, it's an amazing thing and good for you and good for your family. It happens to be staying home is very nice, but if you go into a hotel, that's awesome. But you better thank your lucky stars if you walk out of that hotel with no instance. Because so many times in these hotels... No what? No, like, you know, event instances where there's food poisoning. Oh, inc or, inc incidences, you mean? Yeah, what'd I say? Instance. <laughs> you meant... You meant incidents. I mean, yeah, I'm, there's no incidents. Yeah, because uh, nothing happens. Every ninety nine point nine percent of the no, you these always hear hotels you always pass by hear, uneventfully. You always hear about these things in Croatia or in this place or that place. We had a big situation. We went to a hotel many years ago, and there was food poisoning, and it was a disaster. People were like getting medivaced away from the hotel. It was absolutely Nazi. catastrophic. That was uh, hello. That was one incident. And um, I was going to say you're 28 years old. I'd say you're going to pay the hotels for about 35 years. 35 years? Are, I'm only 28. You, you are, I know. That's how long you've been going. No, you weren't even born, I, this, no, you weren't I, even born yet for seven of those years. I stayed home. I stayed home for Pesach at least seven, eight times. Yeah, of course we stayed home. There were occasions that we stayed home. We went to your sister Dini's house. The last few years we packed in there in Chestnut Ridge and Dini and Eliezer's home for a beautiful Pesach. Um, you know, and of course this year you're going to your in-laws for part of the Antif and Nissen's in-laws are coming to him. There's a whole, she, I think it's a mathematical equation about uh, when you're relatively uh, newlywed where you go for, for Yantif. Well, what do you uh, consider, official, what do you consider is there an, relatively newlywed? Is there an, is there an official score that uh, keeps score of these things? For some people, it's a very serious uh, thing. You know, if you go one year here, you got to go one year there. And then next year, last year you went here, then this year you got to come here. I don't know. I don't know how long. Uh, uh, what's newlywed? Uh, newlywed's generally one or two years, you know, yeah. in, in my book. But so far, <laughs> as far as you guys are concerned, we're in extra innings. <laughs> one, two, or 15 years. <laughs> or 15. How many years? 20? One, two, to 15. 15 to 20 years. 15 to 20 years. 15 to 20, 15 to 20 years is considered newlyweds today. And you can still get an emergency passport if you're married uh, uh, 20 years or, yeah. or more. And you have a 19, if you have a 19-year-old son, you could, you could carry him into the embassy in Jerusalem and say you need an emergency passport because he was only born 19 years ago. Very good. Well, that's our episode today of The Daily Thread. Make sure to tune in maybe sometime over the weekend. Hopefully, we'll have Jacob Steinmetz on the program if we can make that happen. Anyways, uh, my name is Nachi Gordon, and I'm with your father, Larry Gordon, the Five Town Jewish Times uh, publisher. <laughs> Another plug. Is, is oh, that a second. Who's on, who's on Meaningful People this Saturday night? So Shameless plug. Yeah. This, this, where'd you go? You fell down? 
And I went to pick up my phone. Um, this this Saturday night, we're having Maya Namdar on Meaningful People, uh, the mother of Liel Namdar Alvashalom, Liel Dina Basafraim, uh, who was taken from us in a car accident uh, in December of 2021. Um, and it was an unbelievable episode. You can see the strength and the resolve and the amuna and the betachan that this lady has and what her and her family went through. Um, it's an incredible episode. I don't think I've ever heard such stories and such a story from someone sitting right across from me. So I highly recommend so, people. So you you recorded it this week? I recorded it earlier this week, yes. Um, okay. It'll be coming Very out good. on Matzah Shabbos. So make sure to subscribe to Meaningful People. Make sure to subscribe to Daily Thread. And of course, make sure to pick up the Five Towns Jewish Times on your way to right. the grocery. And we, and we should say one more thing before you go. I know you're in overtime. I, you're probably at 35 minutes now. And, uh, uh, but we should say something about this week's Parsha, go which for is Vayakal uh, Pakude, double Parsha, your brother Dovi's Bar Mitzvah Parsha, uh, believe it or not. Um Big Pasha, you know, if the lottery comes out, you're in a Vayakal Pekude, you got a lot of studying to do if you want to lane uh, the whole Pasha. It's Pasha Sachodesh. We're going to have Shabbat Mavarachim Chodesh Nisan, which means, what's today? Today's Thursday. It means no Tachan. It, it also means three weeks from t- <laughs> three weeks from today is going to be the first day of Yantif. You know that? Wow. Three weeks from today. Anyway, Vayakal Pekude, like all the uh, many, many Pashas before it, uh, in the middle of uh, Sefer Shmos, it's all about the building of the Mishkan. And then we're going to finish Vyakal Bakude. We're going to say Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak after Pashas Bakude this week. And then we're going to start Vayikra, and it's more about Karbanas and the Mishkan and so on and so forth. And the question is, why is so much space allotted to the building of the Mishkan? And the Mishkan was a temporary uh, edifice that I think lasted about 300 some odd years, 368 years, I think. Uh, and um, and then, then it just after after there was no more Mishkan after the uh, Bnei Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael and there was, if there was no more Mishkan, uh, you never hear from it again, and it's never going to be again because you have a base of Migdash right. that uh, was that was built uh, twice, and that God willing, when Mashiach comes, is going to be built a third time. So why so much space allotted? To uh, uh, building the Mishkan all the way out in the in the desert, far far away from Eretz Yisrael, and uh, uh, some mefarshim say that it teach you an important lesson also about the details of the construction and what you can learn from it, and so on and so forth. But an underlying theme is the fact that a Jew should internalize the message even in 2023 today that no matter where you are no matter how far you are out there in the world you have to conduct yourself in a in a in a way as close to perfection as possible as if you're building a mishkan and representing uh, the jewish people in a, a proper way in a respectful way and in an impressive way even if you're far away in a desert, you think you're nowhere near your community or your neighborhood, you always have that responsibility that you are uh, obligated to fulfill, even though you're way out of your, uh, you know, your your home court, so it's to speak. Very, it's very applicable for Pesach. You might find yourself in Croatia. You might find yourself in Greece. You might find yourself in in. Uh, Petersburg, Tampa. I don't think I, I don't think there's a program in Croatia this year. Is there a Croatia for sure? I don't know. I know people that are going to. I know people go. A lot of people going to Morocco. Oh yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people going to Greece. Uh, people going to Italy. I know, and of course uh, here in the United States, they're going to Arizona and 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 
and Nevada, uh, Las Vegas area. Orlando. Uh, Orlando, of course. Or- Orla- Orlando, of course. And, um, and, uh, and guess New York what? area. And home. And the dining room table. That's a good place to be. Ninety, I would say 97% of the people, don't get the wrong impression if you're listening to this, 97% of the people stay home for Yontif and the supermarkets are all ready for Yontif. Uh, you'll see in the ads in the paper, in the Five Town Jewish Times and other papers. Of so course. Everything's, everything's about Pesach. Pesach products and matzahs and, you know, matzah, some matzah is... Uh, uh, the more popular matzahs from the hand matzahs, matzah bakeries this year, uh, is forty-four dollars a pound. Really? Wow! Right, forty-four dollars a pound. Although you still could get in Costco, they say for like fifteen, sixteen dollars a pound. Uh, matzahs from uh, from Eretz Yisrael. I think I'm gonna so, buy uh, from Costco and resell it for forty-four dollars a pound, maybe. I don't think it's going to. I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, every, every even though Shmura matzah has the same ingredients, every matzah bakery has their Certain signature, certain certain touch. Yeah, I totally okay. Now, now you can now you can end the show. Okay, make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for our podcast, The Daily Thread. Looking forward to hearing your responses. The comments on this video: Seven Layer Cake versus Rainbow Cake. Got one vote to Seven Layer Cake for me. Got one vote for Rainbow Cake for my father. Um, seven Layer Cake all the way. You like Rainbow Cake better than Seven Layer Cake on Pesach? Yeah, on Pesach. Yeah. <clears throat> no. I like to make an announcement. Everything besides rainbow cake on Pesach tastes like cardboard. Cardboard. Uh, they're very they're very uh it makes a big mess. If you like if you if your kids eat checkerboard cake or seven layer cake or the jelly roll, forget about it's not it. Good. It's not good. What? Okay. It's, it's just not good. I rainbow think, cake is good. I think this is where the episode ends. Have a great weekend, he everybody. Go, he 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 wants to go home. Let him go home. Go home? No, you go home. <laughs> you go home. Okay. Now, Adios. Peace. Peace out, man. That's an episode.